in time, step in time. Come on, mighty, step in time. See you guys in about season two, episode three. Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up guys? And Hunter. How's it going? And like always, we're going to talk a little bit about Disney news, and then at the end we're going to talk about the current Disney rumors, especially about Marvel in the Parks, specifically the idea that Guardians of the Galaxy will fix the defunct and, uh, you know, failing parks. But uh, we're just going to go ahead and just get into it, so here we go. So to start the news off, we're going to talk Finding Dory. Finding Dory is doing huge numbers right now. It actually uh, just surpassed Captain America Civil War, making it the highest grossing film domestically uh, for 2016. Right now it's sitting at $423 million, which beat out Captain America Civil War's $406 million. Uh, it should also be noted, though, that uh, only 24 films have ever grossed more than $400 million in the U.S. Uh, right now, Finding Dory is sitting at $623 million. Um, so how do you guys feel about Finding Dory doing big? Uh, you know, like, like we were discussing earlier, it's, it's funny because we were discussing and you said that, you know, we're currently in a slump where we don't want to see a lot of sequels, but all these sequels are making, you know, billion dollars and stuff. And I find that shocking and funny because this movie is looking like it might do a billion too. Well, I know, I know Disney is assuming it's going to do a billion, and everyone is too, but I think, like, the real thing that should be noted is uh, all of the billion-dollar movies right now in, uh, you know, for this year are all Disney movies, and, like, that's a thing that you should really take notice of, because it's, like, you've got Zootopia, Captain America, uh, Jungle Book is a little under, I think it's at, like, 900, but, of course, like, and I know it doesn't really count, but realistically it should count because it hit... Uh, it's other billion in this year. Star Wars The Force Awakens was like a massive force uh, at the beginning of the year. It's just like, dude, like, this is like Disney's year. Like, no one's coming close. And like, the the one that everyone thought was going to take it was uh, Batman v Superman, especially in its first weekend. But it couldn't because it really came down to it, it wasn't a good movie. <laughs> you know, when I, wa when I watched uh, Finding Dory, actually, when I saw the trailer of Finding Dory, I thought it was not gonna be a good movie at all like when I saw the numbers like right now I was very surprised because like I thought it was gonna be like not that bad until I watched the movie I mean it's a good movie but like I thought it wasn't gonna you know beat that record or, you know like, that much money I sort of agree but I do I just want to say I'm not a fan of Finding Dory like we watched it you know the opening day and I honestly thought it was very subpar like it, it was like, it was like, um, I guess like the best example you can really say is it, it was like a bug's life. I was just like, I never need to see this again. And like, I was talking to one of my friends about it too. And it's like, one of the issues is that it's like, um, it wasn't sure what it wanted to be. Like a part of it is like really funny. Like it starts off really funny, but then it also like randomly gets super unnecessarily emotional. And, like, every time they flash back to Baby Dory, 
I just felt like they were trying so hard to make you feel bad, and I was just like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care at all. Like, they try to make it like Toy Story 3, like, like that feeling, but like, you can't. But you don't have that same connection. Yeah. Like, um, actually, that's a perfect example, because like, look at Toy Story, Toy Story 3 hit you like randomly, but it was that thing that you knew that relationship, where it was like, like, you know, they hit you at the beginning, and then they would like randomly have those spots, and then there was like, but there was a huge chunk of the movie that's just fun, and then they come back to it at the end. And that's the thing, is like, Finding Dory, I felt like the, especially the Baby Dory stuff came so randomly. And it was just like, out of place even. It just felt like, oh, why is this here? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, uh, what they really should have done is, because when I saw the first, like, a couple of trailers, I just thought, oh, it's gonna be funny because it's Dory having her own little take on everything, and she's a funny character. That's, that's a little unfortunate that, because I haven't seen it yet, that, that they throw a lot of unnecessary emotional stuff into it. Yeah, it's just like, it's just like over, over, overly sentimental, where it's just like, oh, Dory, you're so amazing, you're our little, you're our little, uh, girl, but, and I'm just like, okay, I get it. You know, the only thing I didn't like about the movie, like, Finding Dory, like, when she keep forgetting things, like, I don't remember, like, Finding Nemo was, like, she keep forgetting things all over, like, every five seconds, you know? She did, and, and Finding Nemo, that was the whole thing, is that Finding Nemo, she was forgetful, but then uh, it was the whole thing that with Marlin, she could remember more, and that's why she wanted to stick with him. Um, yeah, I just thought, it, it just, like, to me, I didn't think it was that good, and then especially, like, uh, like, I cannot say enough, Zootopia was a much better movie, just completely a much better movie. Like, um, like Zootopia deservedly hit a billion dollars. That was a movie that was an original idea, and it even, like, uh, like, watching it the other day again, like, what I love about it is how, how they, like, uh, and that's what I love about Rich Moore being there, because he, like, um, you know, uh, like, a lot of people know this about me, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, and Rich Moore, he was a longtime Simpsons, uh, writer, and, um, the thing is, is, like, you can see that in his writing. Because like Wreck-It Ralph and with um, with uh, Zootopia, you see that where he writes that line where things are like funny, but they're also like, you know, some things are like, some things are like, you know, kind of childish for kids, but a lot of things are like a little more upscale. Like it's like where you have to think or like as an adult, you appreciate like <laughs> the stuff in it. It's like, I felt like Finding Dory didn't do that at all. And like, that's like something like Pixar is well known for is like hitting you with, you know, getting you both ways where as a child you see it one way as an adult you see it another and like I felt like Finding Dory didn't do that at all Finding Dory was just like a bunch of like stuff going on <laughs> oh and then like I was also mad with like I liked Hank the septopus but I also thought Hank was kind of I thought he was like a very odd like plot device because he like could basically do anything uh, because like a, a big a big portion of the movie is like getting Dory to travel through the like exhibits to try to get you know to her parents and like the things he was doing I'm just like like at what point were they gonna say to themselves this is a little ridiculous <laughs> right yeah like he's like jumping and like he, he was like spider manning through the thing and I'm just like dude come on this is ridiculous <laughs> Uh, I do want to note there is a post credit scene though, you should stay for it. But yeah, um, well to go back too, to uh, the other thing you were saying, like, um, so like there's a big thing right now that uh, people believe that 
people are burnt out on comic books, uh, especially comic book movies. Like, and I would have to say, like, I agree. But it's not just that; it's that they're all giving us the same thing. Because you get Captain America: Civil War is your best example of what it should be. Like, uh, I know we've said it many times before, but you know, you've got eight years building into Civil War, and you've got two characters that you know and love, and seeing them come against each other. There's that thing where it's like, uh, and I've said it so many times, uh, like Age of Ultron is the best example of where you start to see those cracks between Captain America and Iron Man, where they're like, you know, the scene with the with the cutting the wood, that's what it is. Is there come there? You see those cracks where it's like they like each other and they work with each other, but they're very different philosophically because you go back to the thing that Tony Stark is sitting there like. We need to uh, save people before, and he's just like, "That's not your choice. You don't decide that. You don't. You don't decide、um, how we do this.、Mm -hmm. We do this as a team. We make these decisions together. You do things on your own, and that's how things get awful."、Uh, of course, I did see.、Um, I saw a thing where someone was actually arguing, and I, I have to agree. They're like the Sokovia Accords, like all the stuff they listed. We're all、um, they were all <laughs> Tony Stark's fault. So they're like it should be it should be the Stark Accords because it's him that needs to be in check, not everyone else.、Mm -hmm. And then I love like because、uh, it was like、uh, how it should have ended, and they're like they're like oh Ultron was completely your fault. <laughs> well, it makes me. It, it's true though what we're what you're saying about it is like. We've had the eight years of buildup, and even in that airport scene, you know, right before the fight, when Tony has his helmet off, he's trying to speak to Steve. I thought he was gonna shed a couple of tears because, like, he gets really into. It. He's like, where he's essentially saying, he's like, "You're like a brother to me, man. Don't, don't do this." Well, it's like, it's like,、uh, especially like the end of the movie with the tape, just like the just perfect how you how they hit it because it was just like it was that thing where it was a plot device I saw from the beginning. But the way they paid it off, perfectly worked.、Mm -hmm. Where you were just like, "Oh, dude!" Like, cause you, and that was the thing too. Is like they trusted that the acting. They they trusted the performance because you didn't need.、Um, and I'm gonna bring this back to Batman v Superman. And I know we've like gone super in depth on that movie, but like they trusted that he could pull it off with his look. And it was that thing where he, when his reaction to that video. And when he turns to Steve Rogers, like I'm getting goosebumps now. When he says to him, "Did you know? Like, you you didn't need more. Like that, he gave it to you in his look. He didn't have to stand there and be like, 'Those are my parents. How could you have known this and allowed this to happen? How could you? How could you have? If it was if it was Zack Snyder, he would have just been like, 'How could you have done this? How could you have known? How could you have known?' And he would have been like, 'I get it.、Shut、how it could he have known?'" <laughs> But like that was the thing is they trusted that he could pull it off with just the look, and just saying, "Did you know?" And that's all he said. And then as soon as he said yes, when he shot him with the, you know, with the、uh, react with the arc reactor and the mask came down, you just knew you were like, "Oh, this is on now." <laughs> like Batman v Superman, the whole Martha thing. That's the thing is like they didn't trust him to pull it off with his performance. It should have been, and I know we said it last time. It should have been, you know. Just like him saying "Save Martha," and then just so show that flashback, and then just have him go, "What?" Like you know, and just like silently to himself, like, "What?" And then like take the step back, like you know, show that it was jarring to him, just like, "What are you saying?" Like I, and then you know, because you would, like let let the audience trust the audience can build that part together, and that's the thing is like, 
You know, for Batman fans, they know that that's a big thing for Batman, is that. Because he always feels guilty that it was his fault. But it's like, they didn't they didn't trust that. The, I mean, like, realistically, the, the boring way that they did that intro was awful anyway. And then, like, bringing it back, it was just like, it was useless. When he kept saying, why did you say that name? Like, George was just showing us that, that clip. And it's just so laughable. Like, you're just like, this is so moronic. Like, they... And to me, it was like a child wrote that movie. A child wrote that movie and was like, well, they fight each other. And then one of them says, my mama. And the other one goes, I have mama too. <laughs> it, it, was a it was a joke, though. Like, you know, and that was the thing is like, to me, that was just like quintessential bad writing right there. I mean, even like, and I, I think we said it last time, too. Like, even in Batman Forever, they, they would do the flashback scene and... You would get the, you would get what it was getting at. You didn't have to sit there and have the, have him going, it was my fault, it was my fault, Martha. Like you know when they would show you the shot of the bat, you understood what that meant. Yeah. You understood that it was his, it was that uh, psychology of him that that's the other part of him. It's a, it's like a different person inside of him, and like they just didn't trust, they didn't trust Ben Affleck enough to pull it off. And it made it so that that was like uh, the like this year's like most laughable instance in a movie. It's a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, at that uh, at that a uh, potentially great movie, great movie, and a uh, a cinematic universe building movie. This is sad too because you're you're also drawing that against a movie that I saw and really regret seeing, which was X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> that which movie was, was just so a train garbage. wreck in itself. That movie was so good. Hey, what should we do? Should we do Phoenix again? I know we did it bad the last time. Should we do it again, though? I was just like, don't. Just don't. Stop reintroducing the characters I already know. And then I love how they were so stupid about it. Oh, it's the girl from uh, Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, who cares? No one cares that that's who it is. It is what it is, though. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I did want to bring up, like, as a kind of, like, side note, though, uh, of course, like, right now at Disney Parks, um, I, I want to warn everyone, like, I've been seeing, like, there's a lot of, like, security adjustments that they've done, so, uh, that's just a thing, like, to know when you're traveling. Uh, of course, because of recent events with, like, uh, mass shootings and stuff there, the security is, like, really ramped up, but, um, I, and we were talking about this before, like, on Disney fan sites, they're like griping about it. They're like, oh, you know, how dare they? This is uh, such a big wait for me now. It makes me not even want to go. But of course, like, well, that's the thing is like what I see online and even people I know is they don't mind. And that's the, like we talked about it last time. They don't mind doing more security in the light of security, uh, you know, needs. They, yeah. yeah. Like, when something like that happens, no one's sitting there like, how dare they? It's like, it's like, you know, and I know it's like a dark subject, but it's like, you know, you go back to the 9-11 thing. There weren't bag checks before 9-11, but then after 9-11, there were bag checks at Disneyland. And no one griped about it because they understood the necessity. Oh, yeah. Um, and on that note, too, like, the last time I went, which, was a, which you know, was a couple days ago, we got pulled aside for it. It's a long wait in the security line, but once you get through that second area, if you get selected, it takes five seconds. You just take out whatever's in your pockets, you walk through the detector, that's it. Yeah. You know? Like, like there's no line, right? Like, no. The security thing. They're, they're really, like, when, once you get through security, there is no line for that. 
metal detector stuff. I will say, stone. I will say though, I've been reading there more people are being put through the uh, secure through, through the metal detectors, which I was like, yeah, that was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, to get back onto li a lighter note, uh, uh, before we go on that, oh, note, yeah. I just want to say something. Like, do they just still pick just random people? Yeah, it's funny. yeah. They do, do you think eventually they just gonna put all people in there? Um, I don't Maybe. think so because it's like it's too it's too long of a wait if they do that. That's like something you see at like Magic, uh, was it Magic Mountain and stuff? Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they do that, but um, it, like something would have to really happen for them to do that. But I do know that like you know um, I do know that they do have an issue with like people or like they find like a lot of weapons and stuff in like the planners nearby because people dump their weapons because they forgot them and stuff. So they end up with like a ton of like weapons. Oh. But you know, that's, that's like a, that's a whole thing where it's like, I don't think they wanna, they wanna do that though. But um, you know, to move on to a lighter note, uh, so Wreck-It Ralph 2 is official now. Um, it's one of those things too where it's like, they were, they were making it a big deal. Like they were posting online we have a big announcement that we're doing at 10 a.m. tomorrow. It's going to be on Facebook Live, which I was like, whatever. <laughs> um, and it, it turned out it was Wreck-It Ralph 2. So um, what I found interesting, though, so, well, let me just start with, like, the obvious. So they announced officially John C. Riley is uh, going to be voicing the video game villain Wreck-It Ralph. Um, and uh, they released some concept art, which I actually really enjoyed, but they said that... Uh, you know, that Vanellope will be uh, reappearing with uh, Sarah Silverman and Rich Moore is coming back to write and direct the movie. Which I know we've said before, too, that uh, Rich Moore had said that before, that he was working on Wreck-It Ralph 2. But, um, uh, like, one thing that I noticed, though, and this is, like, the part that they tried really hard to, like, cover up when they announced the date for Wreck-It Ralph 2, um, that's the part where it was just like, oh, wait a minute, because, like, the whole thing is, like, they, they've released, like, their release schedule, but, um, everyone knew Wreck-It Ralph 2 was supposed to be November 2018, but then when they announced it officially, they said it's now March 9th, 2018, which means that the movie that was originally announced to be March 9th, which is called Gigantic, is being pushed back, which, you know, Realistically, what it is, is they're trying to cover up the fact that that movie's behind schedule. Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh, another thing, though, uh, is Wreck-It Ralph 2, um, John C. Riley said they're keeping it under wraps, the plot line, but he said that, you know, uh, it is, uh, is Wreck-It Ralph, uh, he gets, uh, he goes to wreck the internet. Um, and, and you see it in the, in the concept art. But uh, back to the Gigantic, though. So Gigantic is a movie... And they were showing it off hardcore at um, at the T23 um, uh, event expo. or whatever. Yeah, the Fan Expo. Uh, like, they even had, like, a huge, like, beanstalk that they built for it. So, Gigantic is the Jack and the Beanstalk story, except uh, they replaced uh, the giant where the giant is instead a child. And it's a female child. Um, they said that she's, like, 10 years old. One of the other things they had already announced, and they've had them perform the songs a couple times, which I've actually read that people aren't fans of the music that they've heard, but whatever. Um, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, who wrote the music for Frozen, they're writing the music for Gigantic. 
but apparently people are not taking to that music very well. Like, uh, they've performed a couple songs already, and I've heard, I've already heard, like, the reviews, people were saying, they're like, the songs are kind of eh, and then on top of that, the music doesn't fit in with each other, because they played, like, I think it was, like, two or three songs, but they didn't, like, go together, which I, I know, like, we, this is, like, super season one for us, but we've said Frozen's music did not go together. It just jumped everywhere in, like, style. Um, but uh, the thing is, is that now Gigantic is coming out November 21st, 2018, uh, in Wreck-It Ralph's original slot. But, uh, you know, when you look at the picture, uh, the concept art, they made it very obvious about the internet. Like, uh, they show, like, LubHub and uh, Google and... Uh, you know, Amazon, yeah. <laughs> like, it's very obvious that they, they're making fun of, like, the internet sites. But, you know, I'm very interested to see this because, like, um, as a lot of people know, like, we're huge Wreck-It Ralph fans. So oh, yeah. I'm super excited to see what, what they do with this. My favorite one is the Google one because it is still Google. <laughs> yeah, they just put the accent signs over at you. <laughs> Google. Uh... I know that was actually uh, that was actually a plot line of the first movie. Originally, they had a plot line that featured Wreck-It Ralph um, going into the internet, uh, like that was like a chance to get out. And then they cut that uh, because they were like, "Oh, you know, there's no reason to add that world into it." But it's, I think that's like a perfect area for them to move into with the sequel. Right. There's a gigantic logo. Um, the only other thing I really wanted to mention is, uh, of course, uh, as we know, like we talked about last time, so upsettingly, uh, Dateline Disneyland is gone, but, uh, now Mice Chat is doing their, uh, Disneyland update. It's a, it's an okay, like, follow-up. Um, so they revealed, though, this past week, uh, okay, well, yesterday Disney officially released a new concept art of Star Wars land and I guess they put it up on one of the walls people were going crazy about this personally I didn't really care because it was literally the shot like we've seen before just it's just a, yeah a, a little slightly different, different yeah. angle yeah but it is what it is uh the big news though is that they're finally vertical for uh Star Wars land so like you know as you know we've been talking about the dirt and stuff they're finally at the stage where they're starting to build a foundation and all that, and they're actually building like walls, and, which um, in the in the update too, they actually show, uh, which I thought was very interesting. You can see the walls from like Big Thunder. Um, oh, from, from that moves. from that area. Yeah, you can see the walls, so it's like, because it, like that was a big thing that people were wondering: is they're like, is this gonna be like a land that you can see, or are they gonna? Because, like, that's the thing is, like, in the Star Wars world, it doesn't make sense for, you know, you to be able to see it. But, um, it looks like what they're building is they're building, like, a, an ex its own, like, berm almost just for it. Which, uh, I would say, like, in the concept art, it kind of looked like that's what they were doing anyway. But, um, you know, that, uh, I think that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, see, like, even the concept art of it, you you feel like they're showing you that it's in its own enclosure. Yeah. And it seems like they might, what they might do on top of it is probably plant, like, 
you know, a, a lot of trees around the area. Yeah. To help like build I, that up. And I know that's a big thing they were talking about with the one in Florida, is in the concept art, it's very obvious that it has like a, a huge tree line around it. Yeah, see, you can see, you can see right. the walls. So, like, of course they'll cover it up pretty well, but oh, yeah. um, it's, it's pretty obvious right now that it's going to be in its own enclosure. But uh, what are you guys uh, excited for with Star Wars? Uh, that, that, Just to get that, it working. That, that's there. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, in all honesty, that's what it is. It's like every time we're there, we look at the improvements, and it's just it makes me happy to see that it's gonna be there. I I agree. Like, um, there's certain things that I'm still having issues with. Like, they still haven't officially announced a name. They keep referring to it as the Star Wars themed land. And I, as I've said before, if they call it Star Wars Experience, just don't. Like, Please. we had the Star Trek experience out here. No one cared. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, um, I do think some things are interesting. I, there's a lot of stuff, though, that I'm, like, really weirded out on. Because it's, like, the, you know, the Millennium Falcon ride. Like, I don't understand how that works. Because it's supposed to be each of you are are somehow uh, piloting, it? piloting it and I'm just like I don't understand how that works can I just be the gunner <laughs> well mm -hmm. you know it's that thing it's like I understand that they want it to be like this fully interactive like thing but it's like what they are describing to me sounds a lot like it sounds like a virtual reality like you're oh. just gonna sit in a booth and it moves and stuff to video play like to me it doesn't sound that interesting I think the other thing sounds better. The the one that sounds a lot like the Spider-Man ride from Universal. That one sounds better, like, because right. it's like you in in the middle of like uh, an actual Star Wars battle. That's that's something that, that everyone dreams of. Is running through the trenches while a bunch of people are you know attacking each other from both sides. I'm Especially just, for Star Wars. I'm just excited for everything. The food, drinks, anything. I'm just excited. The canteen, the bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would agree. Like, overall, of course, it's, uh, everything's good. Like, you can't fight that. Yeah. Like, Star Wars is a good thing to be moving into there. But, uh, moving on to our main, uh, topic, we are gonna talk about the other thing that's trying to move in, and, uh, how misplaced and misguided it seems. <laughs> So for the top, uh, for our main topic, we wanted to talk about like there's a lot of rumors going on right now, um, and we just wanted to talk about it because it's like so ridiculous. And then on top of that, it's like perfectly in our wheelhouse of like Disney not trying. So with recent events, especially uh, Shanghai Disneyland costing them so much, there's a big thing that Disney doesn't want to try, and uh, so there's a lot of rumors right now about getting Marvel into the parks for cheap. Because of course we know they're, they're trying really hard to get Star Wars in there. But Star Wars, they're spending a lot of money to get in there. So like I fully, even though I'm not happy that it's going to be the same on both coasts, they're doing the money and they're doing the right thing to get it in there. What I don't understand is for Marvel, they're trying to just do this like halfway version of it where they're just going to, you know, they're going to be lazy about it. And uh, that's the thing, it's like, the one specifically that they think is like their savior is well okay so like let me be a little more exact so we all know the whole thing with universal orlando that they own the rights to most of marvel's characters however the one that they specifically don't own the rights to is guardians of the galaxy and guardians of the galaxy 
is a huge property for Disney right now. So there's rumors that they're trying to get it in everywhere they can just without trying. So um, it starts off with, uh, and it's, it's all the parks that like need the help. So uh, DCA, to like push DCA more, they want to redo Tower of Terror as Guardians of the Galaxy. This one's like a little older one, but you know, we've discussed it, but once again, just no. Um, the, and then the next one up is Disney's Hollywood Studios, which we also know needs a lot of help. And there was, there was talk about Rock and Roller Coaster or their Tower of Terror becoming uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the new rumor, though, is that Epcot, to uh, breathe some new life into Epcot, they want to do either Mission Space or Universe of Energy as Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, this is that thing where it's like we're falling back into that, you know, that late era Michael Eisner, where we're not trying. We're just, we're coasting. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to see that. But, you know, what, what are your guys' thoughts on, uh, especially on Guardians of the Galaxy, just wherever? Here's my thing about it. I'm all for Guardians being somewhere, but, but it's the way they're doing it. Give me an original thought, or if you're really going to do this, close, the right, uh, close whatever right it's going to take over completely. And, you know, gut the showroom out and build something original. I don't want to see this whole, you know, let me just copy-paste over it with yeah. a new color. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. It's like, you know that's what it's going to be. Like, Universe of Energy, uh, well, as uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure, is currently like that. Because the original Universe of Energy ride from uh, 1982, that is the ride. All they did is they reworked parts of it to be Ellen. Like, and it's specifically, like, the movie parts. Um, Mission Space, like, Mission Space was one that, like, I see it, that's a, a grand, a grand failure by Disney. So, like, Mission Space was this ride that they spent way too much money on, and they believed in way too much. They had removed a ride that was beloved at, uh, or at Epcot called Horizons for this monstrosity. And the thing is, is that it's not a great ride. I mean, you know, people have died on it. There's a lot of, like, things, like... And they spent so much to make it so real to like actually launching into space, but that's the thing is like no one cares because at at the basis of it, it's just virtual reality. And, and like I I would say though I think that one is probably the best example of where I was like where I can say you know what, I can see that I can see doing that um, over Mission Space because it's set in space, so it's like okay that would that might be a little better, but at the same time it's the same ride. I don't get, uh, like, Tower of Terror, though. I agree. Tower of Terror is, like, the weirdest one. Where it's just like, I don't understand how it works. You know, I think my theory is, if they did try to do, like, the same thing like the elevator going up and down, like, they should put, like, a, like a huge screen, and, like, they're fighting, they go down, and you're going down, and you're going up. I don't know, that's, that's the only thing I can think of. It, it's ridiculous, though, I mean, because I know I've said it before, and Josh might get a chuckle out of this. I would rather you do the Josh thing and just tear the thing down completely and start fresh than, you know, just blandly throw something in, in it. You know, like, you know, in Florida, they they have so much space, so why can't they just build something new from there, you know? You. Instead of I, just copying it. Like, I totally you. agree. Like, they've used up so little of their land, and... It just doesn't make sense the way they, they like to do business. And like we've talked about that before. Disneyland is very famous for how uh, cozy it is. How like homely. Because like, uh, homely. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it feels like home. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like it, it has that warm like home feeling because everything's close together. 
and you know uh, everything feels uh, close together but then like the rides on you know realistically are built almost like on top of each other now Disney World is very spread out and has nothing in it like there's nothing inside of it like it, it makes no sense what they're going for over there I mean like look at New Fantasyland they removed what was it like two rides to build three rides it's like that doesn't make any sense <laughs> like you have the space why don't you just build three rides? Yeah, it's like we gave, they gave them a blank canvas and they'd use a corner of it and they're <laughs> so concerned with keeping everything in that corner because they don't want to even fathom having yeah, they're, they're just erasing in that corner constantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't, I, I, that's the thing I don't understand why they don't want to use like more space. They just want to eliminate like rides and stuff like that and just build something over. Like, oh, this used to be, you know, something and now it's something else instead of keeping there and you know, maybe I, the next one. I totally agree. Another one, though, that I will say that I I would be for is Rock and Roller Coaster. So Rock and Roller Coaster, has long time they've been trying to get rid of Aerosmith, because like you know the the thing is is that they're like oh you know Aerosmith isn't that popular anymore. They keep saying that. Realistically, the surprising thing is actually Aerosmith is still that popular, but it's that thing they have to pay them. Mm. So like. I know one of them that they tried to do is they were actually going to do it as Jonas Brothers, but then the Jonas Brothers broke up, and so, like, that ruined that plan. But, like, the Guardians overlay, and I think that's not even a real rumor. I think that was just, like, people were suggesting that. I would actually say that makes sense, though. I'm like, The Jonas you know, Brothers? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, Rock and Roller Coaster would work well as Guardians of the Galaxy, because realistically, it, the soundtrack would fit in there. The only thing is that, to me, like, that's, that's like the mummy ride at Universal. It's just like, this is garbage. Like, you shouldn't have spent time on it. Yeah. It's very, it's very true. I don't, I don't, but I, again, we, all three of us can agree. I don't think any of us have ever agreed with the whole, you know, let me just give it a new color and present it as something new. Yeah, we don't, we're not for the Toontown style. <laughs> Hunter. Evil. <laughs> Toontown. Put a fresh coat of paint on it, people think it it's fine. No, we know it's garbage. Can't sell me garbage. <laughs> like, they're, they're doing like the Tommy Boy thing. They like give you, they take a dump in a box and gar- put a guarantee on it. And you're just, you're just like, poop. oh, yeah. You're just buying a guaranteed <laughs> box of poop. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's true though. Hunter. Yeah, but I don't know, like, uh, like, we've discussed at length before, like, the way they want to do Marvel is just so, it's just so, like, just, they're not even trying. Because, like, of course, that's the other thing, is Disneyland is perfect area for, uh, Marvel anything. Because we, we have all the rights where we can do anything Mm -hmm. we want. But then it turns into this thing where they just keep wanting to do the same stupid thing. Actually, the more I think of it, you know what? That, because, you know, we've talked about the Iron Man experience. So, like, or, well, um, the new version. So they're building, I think it's in Hong Kong Disneyland, they're going to be building an Iron Man ride. But in the concept art, you can tell it's just Star Tours. It's just Star Tours as Iron Man. But, um, you know, and I know we, we've discussed at length before Star Tours and the whole thing of, like, what are they going to do? you know, with uh, with Star Tours um, when Star Wars Land opens because then that's weird. 
Right. And it just occurred to me, I'm like, maybe that's the moment that they're going to do that. That they're going to push the Iron Man in there. Right. Because it would make sense for them to just be like, one night, just like, oh yeah, Star Tours isn't there anymore. We got something now. We got something new now. I feel like Guardian of the Galaxy is going to end up like the bug life. The bug's land. Why? Yeah. Because... You know, if they eventually do, like, Marvel Land or whatever, I mean, Garden of the Galaxy is going to be gone, you know? It's going to be empty. So you're just... I, I agree with, like, your premise. Like, uh, like the idea that it's, like... Because, like, like we've said, Guardians of the Galaxy is a huge property. But then the thing is, is that the way they want to do it, where they don't want to try, it's going to be like Bugs Land, where people are going to be like, this is garbage that you just fed me. And, why am I here? Yeah, why am I here? And... Uh, then, you know, anything else is gonna be better. I mean, look at, uh, A Bug's Land now, like, you just, like, you look at it and you're just like, I just want this to be expansion pad for Cars Land. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then Cars Land is, like, the like version where, lot. yeah. <laughs> well, Cars Land is the thing that you're like, this is what A Bug's Land should be. You know what the Bug's Land really is? It's my shortcut to Cars Land if I don't want to go through, you know, the middle of it. It's true. You want to go the Tower of Terror route while you're on your way to yeah. the Frozen show? Oh, gosh. What do you pass by under? It's cereal, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had the... Woody's um, cereal? Yeah, Woody's. Woody's <laughs> Cowboy Country. Country. Yeah. So funny. Uh, you're the one with your hand oh, up. I'm like... Oh, no, no. I'm just, I'm just holding the hand up. Sorry. Hunter, Hunter's acting like this is a classroom. He's got his hand up. <laughs> I'm just like waiting for him to say something. No, right now, I know it's a rumor, but do you believe it's going to happen? Um, because of the persistence, they're going to do something with the Like, it's very obvious that... And that's like the problem for me is that they're looking at it like Disneyland doesn't need it. Uh, and I would agree. Disneyland, with just the Star Wars Land stuff coming up right now, they're fine. Like, right. uh, Cars Land and, and Star Wars Land is enough for right now. For Disney World, they're dealing with Universal announcing a third park. So now they're, like, in this, like, you know, hell pace to start getting things going. Um, so, like, they've got all this stuff coming in, but it's pretty obvious that they're making it a point to, like, add a lot. So, like, you've got, like, Avatar Land is opening, what, next year? Um... You've got uh, Star Wars Land is supposed to open like uh, sometime later. They actually have never <laughs> specifically said when theirs is going to open. But then they've got the Toy Story Land also in uh, Hollywood Studios. Then you've got uh, Epcot just had the Frozen open up. But then it's that thing. It's like I think they're looking at it like the Frozen thing where they're like for Epcot. Epcot does enough business anyway that maybe if we just do a ride that would be fine. And then of course like with the popularity of like the Frozen Ever After attraction, I think that's also why it's pushing this new thing of them doing Universe of Energy, uh, or I don't think I don't think Mission Space is a is a real one either because, you know, I don't think they have I don't think the sponsor I don't think HP is gonna go for that, but um, I do think Universe of Energy. Everyone knows Universe of Energy is very dated because it's like, you know, it's set in the '90s, so like. When you see, like, the technology that she's using in it, it's, like, laughable. So, I could believe that Universe of Energy is the one that they're honestly looking at, that they're like, we can do this as Guardians of the Galaxy, but then it's like that, it turns into that thing where it's like, are you gonna just give up on what the ride is? Because, and I know, like, we all, like, 
uh, everyone derides like what Epcot is, but what Epcot was when it opened, it was educational and it was fun. I would definitely say I would prefer the park to be that now, but you know they're they're in the sense where it's uh and, and it's not even them. It's everyone is in the sense that everything is IP, everything's intellectual property. You know they everything needs to be tied in. It needs synergy. You know that's a word that Disney lives on. And it's a word that every theme park lives on now because it's like mm -hmm. you can't get people to come see a, a new coaster. You know, you can't build like if you built Ghost Rider now, people would they'd be like, so it's just a wooden coaster? They're like, yeah, it's a wooden coaster. And they'd be like, okay. Yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the sad part about, about how it is today is, yeah. We kind of have like, to rely on it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too is like everyone's so worried they don't, they don't believe in it themselves. Disney has... And we've talked about that at length. Disney has always been their main thing is uh, original storytelling, and it, well, it's storytelling in general. And that's the thing is, it's like you think of the two golden standards of attractions, and what are they? They're always the same two attractions. It's pirates and haunted mansion. But but that's the thing is, like in our world now, those two rides would have never been built because they would have never trusted it because they would have been like, well, that's who knows what that is. Right. We we can't expect people to come here in here and want to find out new. Like that's ultimately that's the failure of Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know they built a park that's all about you discovering the adventure, not realizing that people when they're on vacation don't want to discover anything. They just want to get on the rides, get inside, and eat. Like that's all they want to do. No one wants to walk around going, look at this interesting thing around the tree. Look at this interesting exhibit of sea otters. You know what? It's like after they go eat, when they go outside, they're gonna get a snack. <laughs> they have to snack. They're gonna go back to eat. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that's the thing. Is it's like, um, you know, like Animal Kingdom's biggest, you know, folly was that it opened up with no attraction. Mm -hmm. So it was like you went in there and you were like, so what do I do here? And they're like, well, you know, and and you know, like I love, I love, I do love Animal Kingdom and I love what it is and all that. But it's like that's the thing. Is it's like. It was built for like a Disney fan. It wasn't built for people. Because people don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Disney fans are like, oh my god, the Pangani Forest Trail and all the, like, all the discovery things. And like, even me, like, I can tell you the first bunch of times I went to Animal Kingdom, I was like, where's the coaster? Where's Dinosaur? <laughs> like, that's all I gave, that's all I cared. I'm like, where's the Kilimanjaro Safari? And they're like, we have other animal exhibits. Okay. <laughs> We have a forest trail. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, so the truth is, like, obviously, like you were just saying, we were always like that. But nowadays, we're the uh, we're the different family that we will go out there and we'll we'll go do that stuff that nobody else is thinking about doing and have a great time discovering our own thing. Well, yeah, like I I always say now, like I'm like, there was like there was that long period we talked about it last time where when uh, when I was a teenager we would go to Disneyland and it was just commando style you just rode as many rides as you could in that day you try to hit all of the big ones you know mount uh space mountain splash mountain big thunder like you just try to get everything you could in now as an adult it's it's that thing where i go into disneyland and i don't i i've had times where we've ridden like two rides because like it doesn't matter like i'm just i'm there for like the ambiance i'm there for like the experience of being there now but it, that's the thing is it's like as a theme park as a whole, you can't build it based on that. That's no. like, look at look at Islands of Adventure, the crap factory that is. Like, 
It, it's like you walk in there and you're just like, okay, so where's Jurassic Park and where's Harry Potter? Oh, well, they're conveniently next to each other in the corner of the park. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to that corner and I'm not going to care about anything else in here. And then I'm going to leave and eat. <laughs> you know, when uh, Universal, when they going to make the third park, I don't know why Disney, they're like right away, like, oh my god, we should think something big, like uh, uh, Toy Story Land and stuff like that. Like, I think, like, just Star Wars Land, I think that would be just good enough. Uh, I, I don't know, with the Toy Story Land, I don't think... I, I will say, thing. like, I know I presented it that way. I know that they're, like, freaked out now that it's official that third park was happening, but they already knew that there was talks about it. Um, with the Toy Story Land and the Star Wars Land, I will say those are two things that were long rumored. Because the thing is, is that Hollywood Studios has always been considered the weakest of the parks. Oh, easily. So, it, it was turning into a thing where they were like, well, how, what do we do? I will say Star Wars Land is the new park. Toy Story, it was a long time that they were saying that they were going to build more Toy Story crap in there. Which, um, I say crap because, like, like I've said before, what they presented, I think, is, like, garbage. Like, they, they didn't try. They were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you very common rides just done up Maybe. as Toy Story. But, um, the, the thing is that what they were originally going to do is they were going to turn that whole area that's now going to be Star Wars Land was going to be Cars Land. Of course, it was going to be a carbon copy of Cars Land, but it was going to be Cars Land. But that's the thing is, like, the longer it took for them to agree to make, to put in the money for it, um, it turned into, it was like, well, why does it have to be Cars Land? Um, and then, and that was the thing, too, is, like, for a long time, it was looking like Disney Hollywood Studios was going to turn into Disney Pixar Studios because, like, it was basically, they were saying that that was... That park was going to essentially turn into Pixar, where it was going to be, um, half of the park was going to be Toy Story, uh, you know, with the Pixar place. It was going to be the Toy Story Midway Mania, the Toy Story rides from the Hong Kong Disneyland. Right. Um, and then they were saying that they were going to get the, uh, door coaster, the long rumored door coaster for Monsters, Inc. And That's they were cool. going to get Radiator Springs Racers, and then... There was also rumors about an Incredibles ride. It flip-flopped between being there or being at Tomorrowland, but that's like another part of it. And it's just like, like yeah, that's like super cool, but it's mm -hmm. also like, it was that thing where it was like, so this is just gonna be Pixar now? Like, and now it's, now it's like completely different. Of course, people still hate on what it is or what it's going to be because they're like, this was supposed to be a film studio as a theme park, and it's like, look, they're very, I'll agree, it's very light on the theming of it, but at the basis, it's still that. Mm -hmm. It's basically, it's a, you're, you're enjoying the adventure of, uh, of film, where it's like, you're, you're becoming a part of the movies that you love. Yeah. That's what the, that. Great movie ride is like about. Yeah. Essentially. Great movie ride is that Indiana Jones is about seeing the background stuff. Star Tours is about being a part of it. Tower of Terror is about being in a part of a you know a twilight zone uh rock and roller coaster realistically is probably the only one that yeah. makes no sense that's there but back before it closed you had um what was it called the, the stunt car show yeah uh, lights motor action lights motor action uh did they ever change the name of parks before at disney world ever yeah. uh, it's always yeah the disney hollywood studios is the one that got the name changed most recently because yeah. they used to be disney mgm studios because uh the late 80s, early 90s, Disney didn't have, like, that great of a film catalog, so they 
purchased the rights uh, from MGM to use MGM's name. That's also why a great movie ride features MGM movies like uh, Tarzan and Wizard of Oz in it because they didn't have those rights. Um, but then of course it turned into like during the 90s and especially the 2000s that Disney became its own huge conglomerate and then it turned into we don't need you though. So uh, then they backed out of like re-signing with MGM and uh, you know now they renamed it Disney Hollywood Studios. They're, there is discussion that they're going to rename it again, especially to like basically drop the studios moniker. But the whole idea, and it got knocked out by the internet, it was going to be Disney's Hollywood Adventure. And people hated on it so much online that they officially said, Disney officially stated that we are not naming it Disney's Hollywood Adventure. That was never a thing. But it was that thing where it was like, it must have been something because you said uh -huh. it. Because you officially said it. Like, you could have just not said anything about it. But they did. Um, well, uh, what, another example, though. The only other one is Epcot. Epcot, when it opened, was Epcot Center. Now it's just Epcot. Epcot yeah. And, uh, yeah, before it was uh, Epcot with, uh, with all caps because it was, you know, a, um, an abbreviation. Mm -hmm. But uh, now it's not. <laughs> now it's just Epcot. Now it's just Epcot, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, um, look at Disney, Disney's Cali uh, Disney California Adventure. It used to be Disney's California Adventure. Now it's Disney California Adventure. Now, of course, it was just an apostrophe S, but that was, like, a big thing to just change all of a sudden. Yeah. Because uh, at first, that thing had really nothing to do with Disney when it first opened, if I remember correctly, from my, yeah, from my small was, knowledge of when it opened. It was very light on the Disney. Yeah. Because it was you discovering California in your own way. Yeah, well, it was like... Um, and, of course, that's like the failure of California Adventure. It was the idea of selling you California, like the things you can do in California, in California. It was just mm -hmm. like, well, why would I come here and do all this when I can go Disney. to California and do that? Right. But, you know, it. You know, they, they figure it out. Like, um, of course, like, for instance, and, and I know we, we derided it a little while ago, the third theme park that they announced for Universal, I think, is garbage. Oh, I don't know no. why people think it sounds good. The like poo poo. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm just waiting for that failure. I mean, look at their their Islands of Adventure is still garbage. They don't they don't accept it, but it is. And, and to go back on what, what we were saying earlier, with you know, with the announcement of this third park and how Disney's kind of like, it seems like they're reacting like, oh no, we gotta build. I don't, honestly, I think in their board meetings, they're not too concerned, because we've said it before, they don't even have a, a fully functioning park by itself, uh, yeah. as a whole, so... Well, it's also that thing, in attendance numbers, they're so much lower, that it's like, they're not that concerned, uh, it's that thing where it's like, I think Disney's concerned about how much time people are going to spend there. Right. And, um... Quite honestly, like, I would definitely say, like, and I, I've told people before, I'm like, if you're going to do, like, a once in a lifetime, it's going to be Disney World. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, it's, uh, I know a lot of people, of course, we're, we're going to go that way. You know, there, there was no version where we were going to be going for, we were going to be gunning for uh, Universal, but it's like, realistically, if you're arguing Universal's the better set of parks, you're already, you're already on that side anyway, because there's yeah. no way you can honestly look at those parks and say that these are the better ones, these are the ones you should be going to, because it's like, it's like, 
a few like okay attractions. It's nothing that makes you say, oh yeah, I need a, I want this is like what a theme park should be. Right. And that's what a Disney theme park gives you, is it gives you quintessential what you think a theme park should be. Well, because when we went to Universal, uh, in all honesty, I think I said it at one point, I was like, it was a fun pit stop. Well, we went to Magic Kingdom afterwards. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. It's like, yeah, we did it at a pit stop. Right? Okay, so let's go back to the good part. You know, the like Disney I consider it, I consider it like the beach. Like it's like a thing that you stop at and you spend a couple hours and you take off. You stop by, get something to eat, leave. See the sights, leave, bye. Yeah. I mean, now if I if I would have purchased those tickets, then I'll, I'll be upset. Like, be there for like just a couple hours. Right. Yeah. You used to do that. It was you buy used... one get one a year free. So it's easy to do it. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm not gonna need it. So technically, I would pay like five dollars or something. So <laughs> it was okay back then. I, I can't believe they think their prices should be over a hundred dollars. I'm like, your prices shouldn't be over fifty. <laughs> you should be paying me. Yeah, to it's like your part. It's like when I saw Knott's Berry Farms prices at forty-five. I was like, forty-five? They're out of their mind. <laughs> I was thinking I maybe thirty. <laughs> It should be like Magic King or uh, Magic uh, Mountain. I should bring in a Coke can, and you give me the ticket and five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and here's your voucher for a free Coke. <laughs> We're evil. <laughs> yeah, we just hate everyone. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, like uh, of course, like when it really comes down to it, like we uh, we always believe in Disney. We know Disney does a good job. I mean, look at the Sorno around the world. People love it. You know, that's, and that's considering it's it's the same everywhere now. Mm -hmm. But you know, it, it's still that thing though, where it's like they have it's a slippery slope. It's like when you start when you start going down the slope of being like, oh, we're not going to try anymore. When are we going to fall into the pitfalls we were already at? Right. And what's it going to take for us to climb back out of that? Yeah. So we want to thank you guys for listening to another great episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Um, you know, of course, uh, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on Spreaker. You can follow me on any social media. I'm at, at Geo Disney. That's G-I-O Disney. You can follow Hunter and his convoluted <laughs> ones. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, the, the Disney Guy 24 or on Twitter, Hunter 3GATM. You can follow me on Instagram, J182. Uh, we want to thank, of course, Dave for being our, our fan. We want to thank all four of you out there still listening to us uh, talk garbage on Universal. <laughs> but uh, seriously, we want to thank you guys. Uh, you know, uh, I know I've said it like the last few times, but honestly, like our numbers are super high. Like uh, it just surprises us every time we see it, and we're we're very thankful. And we we want to say like we. We definitely, like, we would be doing this anyway, even if there was literally only four listeners. But it's good to know that there's people out there that want to listen to us get on our pedestals. Yeah. And not only listen, but they actively love when, when we get up on top of there and hate on everything else. As they should. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we just want to say uh, thanks, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next time. See you later. Adios. Good ciao.